morning and welcome to another episode of Morning Meditations. I'm glad to be able to share with you today. And so let me just give you my email information, lhart07 at aol.com. That's lhart07 at aol.com. And uh, we're going to end this week in Kings, but we're going over to the book of Second Kings today. I mentioned Josiah would be a king who would be born and would reign, and he would be the one who brought, a, brought about the judgment that God had said uh, concerning that altar, that false religion, false worship. Uh, so let me just hit a few highlights here and then bring the truth that I want us to get for today. In chapter 22 of 2 Kings, it says, Josiah was eight years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 31 years. His mother's name was Jedidiah, daughter of Adiah, and she was from Bosketh. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and walked in all the ways of his father David, not turning aside to the right or to the left. Now, in the Kings, you'll see that. They always tell you, they were good or they were evil. They were good or they were, and most of them were evil. Uh, the ones that were good, most of them did some, but not enough. But Josiah was a man who took God to heart, and he began to to serve God with all his heart. The Bible, the Word of God, as we would call it, it wasn't a Bible back then, but as we call it today, the Word of God, they found a copy, and they read it to uh, Josiah, and he determined to walk according to the truth of the Word of God. And he had uh, wept over the sin of the people and cried out to God. And I want to share with you later on in this uh, chapter, uh, God speaks to him and he says, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says concerning the words you heard, talking about the Word of God that he'd heard. He said, because your heart was responsive and you humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard what I have spoken against this place and its people, that they would become accursed and laid waste. And because you tore your robes and you wept in my presence, I've heard you, declares the Lord. Therefore, I will gather you to your fathers and you will be buried in peace. Your eyes will not see all the disaster I'm going to bring on this place. And so, God looks at Josiah. He sees a, a man who is humbled and who weeps before the Lord, weeps over the sin of the people, and repents and, and brings about all the reform in that nation. And God says, because of who you are and what you do and how you've responded to my word, I'm going to let you live your life out and you will die and be buried but you will not see. I won't bring this judgment that I'm going to bring. He did. He's, he's talking about judgment. He's going to bring judgment. But he says, because of the way you've lived and the way you've reformed and the way you've done, I'm going to make sure that you do not look upon all the evil that is going to come, all that I'm going to do. And Josiah continued to do the things that pleased uh, God and uh and what we do then is we come down uh, to the end of the time when uh, Josiah is going to die. He's going to uh, be be brought into the to the to the time of his ending and in peace, as God said. But he says, 
neither before nor after Josiah was there a king like him who turned to the Lord as he did with his heart and with all his soul and with all his strength in accordance with all the law of Moses. Not, not a king like that had, had done what he had done. But watch this. Nevertheless, the Lord did not turn away from the heat of his fierce anger, which burned against Judah because of all that Manasseh had done to provoke him to anger. Now, Manasseh, uh, you know, he was a king and like Josiah was good. Manasseh was evil and it tells he did all the things that were wrong. He lived like the kings of Israel. And so he says, God's anger has not turned away. And he says, the Lord said, I will remove Judah also from my presence as I removed Israel, and I will reject Jerusalem, the city I chose, and this temple about which I said, there shall my name be. I I, I just think this is such a valuable lesson for you and me to get. I remember early in my ministry at some point, I preached a message that I called, Is It Too Late for Revival? Uh, we have seen a deterioration in, the, in, in these years where we've gone farther and farther and farther away from God. We're living in an hour when uh, good is evil and evil is good, and, and, and we just accept everything. I mean, we can call it what we want. We can say things that we want, but evil is evil. Wickedness is wickedness, and what God says is true. And it doesn't matter. I mean, you can put uh, kerosene or or poison or something else in a bottle that says Coca-Cola, but it will not change the fact that it's poison or it's going to be destroyed. You can you can put any kind of label on it you want, but the truth is it doesn't change what's inside. And so uh, we need to know uh, that we're living in these times that are evil and and calling good evil is horrible, and calling evil good is horrible. But we're living there. There are things that even as a young man in this world, I would never have believed that I would see things that are acceptable uh, as they are today. And we just uh, take it as it's, it's okay. It doesn't matter. Well, it does matter. God calls it sin. And when I look at this passage, here's a here's a man who came and he did away with all of these false altars and false gods and false images. He he destroyed them and he set up and 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 had it for people to worship the true God. But God says, now you're going to go to your grave in peace. You're not going to see this. But even because of all that you've done, all the repentance and all the changes you've made, I am still going to destroy. There's a time of no return, if you will. There is a time when God says, I won't won't show my compassion to this people anymore. There comes a time that you can go too far and not have that response. Now listen to me. I, I want to be very careful here. I, I want to make sure that you understand. I believe God is the most compassionate. You and I cannot even fathom the compassion of God. I mean, and you may look and you may think of that thief on the cross. And Jesus said, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Well, you see, you can look at that and you can see that, that God right up this man's last breath and he had an opportunity to be in eternity with God. 
But you cannot count, my friend, on living your life in wickedness and sinfulness and that you're going to have a chance uh, to make that change. There's coming a time, uh, and, and here we're not talking about an individual as much as we're like talking about a nation. He says, Judah, I took Israel into captivity. Now I'm going to take Judah into captivity. And, and, and we know that for 70 years they were in captivity because they sinned against God. They rebelled against him. And even with all that Josiah did, God says, it's too, it's too late for the nation. You have brought about this. You must pay the consequences. And I fear that even as a nation like America, that we have so rebelled against God, we have so refused to honor God. We have done everything. I can't even imagine that God could be tolerant of a nation like America. But yet, in spite of that, there are some good people. There are some godly men and women in this country. There are people that are standing for truth. There are people that are working for the glory of God. But I'm telling you that as a nation, we have rebelled and rejected God. And I am just wanting to sound out a word today that God says, nevertheless, I'm not going to turn away from the heat of my fierce anger. I am going to take Judah into captivity. In spite of all that Josiah did, God says, that's enough. And I'm telling you, there can come a time when God says, enough. We need to learn to not look at things and compromise everything today and not just accept that because this sin's been going on and because it's, it's so prominent and so prevalent that uh, we, we just need to accept it. No, we don't need to accept what is violating the Word of God. If you remember even Moses, that man of God, that man like none we've seen before, that man of God was shut out of the promised land because he had experienced so much with God, but yet he did not honor God at a crucial time in his life. And God says, I'm going to I'm going to take your life and not allow you to go in the promised land. I'm going to let you see it but not enter in. Oh my friend, we can pass that line if we're not careful to where God's compassion will run short on us. He'll love you. He'll love you. I said he'll love you even as you go to hell if you are an unbeliever, but he'll love you all the way. But there comes a time when he will not turn away that judgment and Israel and Judah both suffered in captivity. But, uh, of course, God eventually brought them out. And we need to learn from that. But I hope that you'll learn that we need to turn to God while we have breath, while we have opportunity. Let's worship him. Let's honor him today. God bless you. Have a great weekend. Great.